Welcome to One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, and we highlight changemakers around the world who are making a difference in their community. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode on the podcast. Today, I have joining us Ryan Friedman, who is going to be sharing some exciting things about one of a, a nonprofit that she co-founded. Um, hi, guys. So I'm Ryan, and I co-founded the Friendly Fridge Network, which is a nonprofit that focuses on helping combat the idea of food insecurity and food waste, which ultimately means that we are trying to limit the idea of food waste from grocery stores and bigger chain restaurants and redirecting that to people who don't normally have the need, the means to afford their own food. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, would you tell us exactly what decided you, what, what kind of prompted the idea to create the Friendly Fridge Network? Yes. Yeah, so ultimately, um, it started with our founder, Charlie Hirshhorn, who's a high school senior at Scarsdale High School. But basically, we have seen all over the internet, it's kind of like a trending thing to have community refrigerators like outside open 24-7. So it was kind of like an under-the-work situation that no one knows a lot about, but it, it's all over social media. So originally, Charlie started this in Brooklyn, and he just figured everything out found a fridge on like, honestly, uh, Facebook, I think, um, got that, uh, bought the fridge from a bunch of fundraising that he done, that he did. And he put it in a public space in a public space in Brooklyn. And from that, he included I along with the other co founders to bring it to Westchester to make it a more local community for us so we can learn more about it directly. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. So how did you as a co-founder get involved in the Friendly Fridge Network? Well, so as I said, it started with Charlie, but he ultimately came to me as a family friend to come and figure everything out. But ultimately, I was looking for a project to get my to get a hands-on activity outside of school and to ooh, sorry, and no uh, to look more um learn more about volunteer and what it really means to volunteer in our community. Yeah. I love that. And that kind of brought us right into another question that's not per se about the Friendly Fridge Network, but I'm going to ask it right now because you just brought us there. Why do you like to volunteer? Well, honestly, so um, I've grown up in Rybrook, a small town in Westchester, but ultimately we don't have a lot of people that have a lot of need in our community, which is honest to say, but surrounding us, we have communities like White Plains and Porchester who live very different lives than the kids in Rybrook do. And removing myself from the situation and just kind of looking from an outsider, it's interesting to see the different lifestyles that people live and what people need and income related stuff. So I kind of wanted to help out my community and give back to a community that has given so much to me and just learn more about the people around me. And also, it just doing this has given me not just an understanding of what volunteering is, but it's also taught me interpersonal skills. So I'm able to speak like this and have an actual conversation with adults instead of me just sounding like someone that doesn't really know what's going on in the world. I love that. And you sound perfect. I love how you're, you're being, a, you're doing a great job. So keep it up. Um, back to the Friendly Fridge Network, kind of got off track there, but it's a okay. Um, 
your position is the director of teen leadership and community outreach. What is your favorite part of being involved and like being the leader of community out of community outreach? Yeah, so I really like this question because no one really knows what any of these titles mean, really. But for me, um, I'm usually in charge of the volunteers. So I basically run the email. So everything that comes into the email, usually people asking volunteer opportunities and what they can do to help out. I'm in charge of of assigning them roles or whatever. But also, and according to that, I focus on reaching out to other areas in our community that are also nonprofits that are trying to give back to our community, such as Meals on Main Street, um, which is where we kind of got the idea to help with food waste. Um, And they've helped us so much with giving back. And I've also contacted uh, schools in Porchester to teach them about food insecurity, like the elementary schools. And yeah, it's just been really an, an amazing experience getting in touch with my community. I love that. And I was actually going to ask you what your job title means. So thank you for kind of answering both of them in one question. So moving on, what would you say is the hardest part of being involved in like in charge of all the volunteers? Um, So honestly, the hardest part, because so I'm a junior in high school and I've I started this freshman year and I kind of just dove right into it. And going into a project like this, it's a full-time commitment. Like it's my after school activity. It's my in the middle of school activity. I do this all the time and I'm always checking my email for everything. So the biggest struggle is that I have to balance it with my school and social life, but I don't consider it. I mean, yes, it is a job, but I don't consider it like busy work and just doing it to do it. It's genuinely enjoyable to do it. I love that. And while we're on the topic of balancing everything, how do you, do you have like a secret special skill that you like to maintain everything that you're doing? Honestly, I'm really just a very organized person and I am constantly on my email. I make sure I get all my notifications, but I really just write everything down when it comes to my mind. So I just make sure I'm always organized. I love that. That's a great skill to have, by the way. (laughs) Organization is always key. Yes, yes. So for our volunteers and our listeners, how would you say would be the best way to get in contact with y'all if they want to volunteer with you? So currently we have a website up. It's the Friendly Fridge Network uh, org, I'm pretty sure. I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but right when you get to the website, there's a link that you can fill out a form and it will go directly to the email. Or you can find our email, which is the PC friendly fridge at gmail.com, and it will go directly to me, and we can talk about your volunteer opportunities. And like always, audience, those two will be down in the description. So go check out the go check out their website. If you need to email them for opportunities, make sure you do that. But everything will be down in the description, and you guys know what to do. I say this every time, but y'all got this. Moving on to our next question. What would you say is y'all's 10-year goal? 10-year goal, wow. Um, So obviously I'm just in high school and all the other founders and whatever, we're all just honestly kids doing this thing and figuring this out as we go. But honestly, my hope is that we can expand to pass just our direct community and really just tell not just the Friendly Fridge Network, because obviously it's a great organization that we've 
started. But I, I think it's a great idea to just spread the awareness of food insecurity because like I was saying before, I come from a town that we don't see much need in and that we don't really recognize what's going on in the in our surrounding communities. So it would be really nice if we could just spread awareness about the idea for kids that don't realize what is going on in their direct community. I love that. And I was doing some of my stalking before our interview today, and I saw that in your bio you were working or previously worked on growing the Friendly Freezer Network. What steps did you do to do that, and what are you currently doing? Okay, so it says the Friendly Freezer Network. So basically... We are the, our official title is the Friendly Fridge Network, but that's because we started with one fridge. The Friendly Fridge, the Friendly Freezer Network, it's not a different branch of it. It's just, instead of just doing refrigerators, we've also started with freezers. So we get grant money, we, we don't, we get money from grants and we also fundraise a whole bunch to purchase freezers and refrigerators just the same but we have pantries where we can put the freezer with the refrigerator instead of just a refrigerator outside i love that and i love the addition of adding a freezer with the refrigerator because there's lots of good food that can go in both of those places so more opportunities for food which is always awesome Mm So I'm curious, and I met the audience is curious, would you mind walking us through the process of placing a fridge in the community from start to finish? Okay. Yes. So basically, so the first thing is you want to make sure you have the money for this. And you don't want to purchase, like, obviously you want to do as much as you can, but you're not going to purchase a whole refrigerator or freezer on your own. That's just unrealistic, honestly. So you want to try to apply for grants, um, close to you or that you're aware of or just fundraise a whole bunch and usually it's easiest to find a refrigerator or freezer on Facebook or from some uh what's it called just from some another organization that you know of that is affordable so you are able to access this refrigerator or freezer that you're purchasing easy um so that's the first step but second step before you actually buy the refrigerator or whatever you are whatever you're doing you want to make sure you can find a place for it So for us, um, originally we had, in our direct community, we had one in Portchester at the Carver Center, which we had to move to Harlem just for um, health reasons, even though there wasn't actually nothing, there wasn't actually anything wrong, but, you know, just issues. But um, to find that location, we decided specifically that we wanted it in Portchester, and we searched around for, like, soup kitchens and Um, other areas for giving back to your community in Porchester. Um, And we realized that we we decided that we wanted the refrigerator outside. So it was open to the community 24-7, which that would be up to you if you were opening your own refrigerator or anything. Um, And then we got in in contact with the Carver Center, which is a center that helps people of lower income of the community and does like uh, the why type of things, if you guys know what that is. And they also do grocery store opportunities in the middle of the week, but more for um, non-perishable foods like beans or other type of stuff like that, um, canned food. But so we wanted to put non-perishable food um, open to the public. So that's how we got in contact with the Carver Center. So after you find a place, you want to make sure, obviously, you also need to make sure they have an outlet to plug in the refrigerator or whatever, because that is a must. Um, after you figure that out, you rearrange everything by your refrigerator and plug it in, start it. But you also need need to make sure you have a support system, meaning you have a 
team of volunteers to help you and that you aren't just purchasing purchasing this on your own and that obviously you want to help out your community, but you want to make sure that this isn't just a you thing and that you have your community support through this. And yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for walking us through that entire process. <laughs> Seems like a really long time from start to finish. How long would you say estimated, like as an estimated guess, how long that takes? Honestly, it depends how fast you can get your hands on the money or get in contact with someone who's able to host your freezer or refrigerator. But I would say it would take like about six months, like overall around whatever you think would be easiest for you to get money or to find a place. That's that's not too bad. That's like a good time it's range. It's not bad if like you're rushing and like you're getting this done and that's your mindset. I love that. So I was looking through some of y'all's website pictures and I saw that almost every single one of y'all's fridges is decorated with some sort of like paint design what kind of inspired y'all to make them like fun and creative so yeah so this is I really like this question but so basically our whole idea behind this was well this wasn't just our idea actually we initially saw it from a bunch of refrigerators everywhere because it's a community it's a community thing it's something that like you share with your community and it's a happy idea because you're helping out so we wanted to make this feel like a welcoming place and that everyone could take the food and feel welcome and not embarrassed to be helped out by their community so we decided to draw or come up with like sketches for a graffiti artist to um, I guess graffiti on it um and so this was so it would just more welcoming for people to take food in. I love that. And I love that they're all like so unique and different. It's really cool. Thank you. If you have an audience checked out their website, once again, it is linked in the description. So make sure to go check it out. Go see all those pictures, get in contact with them so you can volunteer and make a difference in your community. And speaking of making a difference in the community, do y'all have any fun or exciting summer plans for the Friendly Fridge Network that you'd be willing to share with the audience? Um. Well... While we don't really have anything specific, because um, a lot of us won't be home from like sleepaway camps and whatever, we do. We are working with some other students in our community from different towns. Specific, I think it's Rye. Um, these two kids were given money to help out an organization of their choice, um, and they decided to help out the Friendly Fridge Network. Thanks, guys. Um, and they decided to basically create. Uh, a bunch of menus with food that we normally get uh, and put it on social media or some type of app to give it out to the public. So it's more of like an engaging opportunity for our customers. I love that. And since you brought up food, what would you say is the pretty standard food that goes into the fridge when it first gets installed? Yeah. So my recently, my focus is on a pantry that we have in uh, a church in Porchester because that's just closest to me. So I go there every Friday to help stock it. And honestly, the most food that we get is a lot, a lot of snacks. Like we just like get a lot of snacks in the summertime specifically. We'll get like a lot of ice cream. Um, we always have um, some type of like salad options, like a lot of vegetables going on. So there's always healthy options that we have there. 
That's awesome. And that kind of wraps it up for the questions on what the Friendly Fridge Network is. We're going to move into the more general volunteer questions. And this next one I actually ask on every single podcast since episode one, season one. And it is so fun to hear everyone's different responses and how they answer it. But that question is, if you only had 10 minutes to volunteer and make a difference in your community, how exactly would you do that? Well, so one of my favorite things that we do with the Friendly Fridge Network, um, we host, well, we don't host it, but we collect food and money um, for annual holiday food drives. So we do this for Christmas, um, Thanksgiving, and Easter. And we do different food items for each holiday. And it's just my favorite giving, like making the bags and actually handing them to the people because this is our really only face-to-face interaction that we have with the people that we're giving to. So it's really great just to see the look on the people's faces when we're giving back to them. I love that. That's so awesome. I have one more question before our fun speed round little 30-second thing, and that is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to get involved in their community but doesn't know exactly where to start? Yeah, so if you want to get involved, my first recommendation is if you're in high school or middle school or whatever, reach out to your school because at least for my school, and I know a lot of the schools in my community, they are always giving out community service options and are always available if you need some type of help or looking for help. That's always my first thing to do. Second is look on social media and just look what's going on and look for something that you actually care about. Like I've always, I just, I mean, obviously love food. And I just think it's so interesting, the idea of food insecurity, because I never knew much about it before starting this whole thing. So find something that you are passionate about to get involved in. I love that. And that wraps it up for the interview portion of today's little episode. Now my favorite part. Now this is a 30 second speed round just to basically give the audience a chance to get to know you as a teenager, what you like, um, besides from all the amazing work that you do in the Friendly Bridge Network, but essentially super easy, just how it's named, speed round. You have 30 seconds on the clock to answer as many questions as humanly possible. Right now, our record is 13 questions. Right. Now, if you beat 13, you get bragging rights until your record is broken. <laughs> and I'm going to say if you beat it, it's probably going to stick for a while because we've been stuck on 13 since like season two, episode four or five. All right, got it. It's been, a, it's been a minute since a new record has been made. But are you ready? I think I am. Okay, I'm going to let you give me a countdown, then I'll start with the questions. Like a 3-2-1 situation? Totally. Okay. Three, two, one. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite animal? Dog. Favorite sport team? Uh, Rangers. Favorite food? Uh, sushi. Favorite vacation place? Um, Anguilla. Favorite memory? Oh, um, that's a hard one. My favorite memory, oh, dancing with my grandfather at a party. Love that. Favorite holiday? Um, I don't know. Probably Father's Day. Oh, and that is 30 seconds, and that was seven questions. Good job. You did amazing. Favorite memory always stumps everybody up, and I I feel like I I need to pull it, but also leave it in there. 
No, it's a good one. I liked it's a it. Good one. I like it. And I love your answer. That's really awesome. And my last question for you before we wrap up today's episode is, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we let you go? Uh, my only thing is just, I really think that everyone should try and look out to uh, helping out their community and try and get involved as much as you can because any help to any community is a lot. I love that. And that ends us on a beautiful note. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us. I had fun talking to you. I hope the audience had fun listening to your story. Um, audience, make sure to check out that description with their website and their email. Email them, check out what they do. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there. You can be stuck on there for hours. And I will see all of y'all next week for another episode. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.